The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came up to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus answered them, I also will ask you one question. And if you tell me the answer, then I also will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John. From where did it come? From heaven or from man? And they discussed it among themselves, saying, If we say, from heaven, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say, from man, we are afraid of the crowd, for they all hold that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. What do you think? A man had two sons, and he went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. And he answered, I will not. But afterward, he changed his mind and went. And he went to the other son and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first. Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even when you saw it, you did not afterward change your minds and believe him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Complete my joy, the apostle wrote, even as he said with the concluding stroke of his pen, I am glad and rejoice with you. He posited the possibility that there might be among his readers some encouragement in Christ, some comfort from love, some participation in the spirit, some affection and sympathy for one another. So he wrote. And by the spirit, he was also writing to you, who have gathered in Jesus to receive his gifts and offer him your living with thanksgiving. He speaks to you about what it is to have the mind of Christ. And this from the same Paul, who was so in tune with God that he himself could say, I have the mind of Christ. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Those words introduce some of the most incredible words ever penned. Some call it Paul's hymn. Some call it his creed. Some his messianic poem. He himself just says, 
This is how a Christian thinks. This is how it is, or can be, for the blood-bought, spirit-endowed, dear children of God who here eat and drink life that is eternal. Have this mind among yourselves, the mind of him who, though he was God, did not flaunt his divinity, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a slave. He who echelons of angels chant in ceaseless praise, he who is the glory of God, so that the psalmist can shout, the heavens declare his righteousness, he who is before all things and in whom all things hold together, was born in the likeness of you and me and humbled himself to the point of death on a cross. The one who will come as judge of the living and the dead was obedient to his father who abandoned him when in obedience he died on that infamous Roman stake of torture. So obedient was he that he gave up every right, every prop, and left every hope forever again, seeing again the light of life in his Father's hands. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. You do with me as you will. Not once does his apostle speak of his death as a tragedy, but as a clear-headed, intelligent act of love that would draw us to himself. At every point along the way, from his crude manger bed where cattle lately fed, to the brutal mockery and scorn, the flaying of his holy flesh, the spitting on his adorable battered face, he could have said, I deserve better than this. And he would have been right. He deserves better now than me as his mouthpiece. Deserves better now than those often forced amens and alleluias that we toss his way, a script for us to sing. But his apostle says, nonetheless, be glad and rejoice with me and find your joy the way Jesus did, by thinking the way he did. Of yourself, it can't be done. But in the spirit, all things can't be done. For the same spirit who empowered him, who humbled himself all the way to death, was breathed into you. There, you can't miss it, with his own expiring breath, so that you can live as he did, and actually like it. See it as the beautiful life. For did you hear Paul's last line as it was read to you? Even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering on the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you. You hear what Paul is doing? 
giving himself as an example. Lest you blow all this off by saying, well, Jesus was God and all. And if you think Paul is too heady, there's Timothy and Titus, Silas and Epaphroditus too. There's our pastors, our shepherds in this place, leading us to the same place, the same beautiful life, a holy life that isn't afraid to get itself dirty and mocked and scorned. To be so led as we have been and are is a most beautiful thing. For such is the magnet by which Christ draws the world to himself. The vulnerable, bruised body of Christ in the world. Thank you, Pastor Brujek. Thank you, Pastor Nelson, for taking us to places where we otherwise would not want to go. Thank you for showing us a beautiful Savior wedded to the icon of his beautiful cross and for letting us sing as only saints can sing with both deep reverence and profound joy. Long before he became Pope Benedict, Cardinal Ratzinger wrote, I have often affirmed my conviction that the true apology of Christian faith, the most convincing demonstration of its truth against every denial, are the saints that the faith has produced and the beauty that the faith has generated. Today, for faith to grow, he went on, we must lead ourselves and the persons we meet to encounter the saints and to enter into contact with the beautiful. Or, as the sweet psalmists say more than once, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. A beauty and a holiness which must be set before our eyes and heard with our ears, smelled too, for God has given us five senses to take it all in. Getting us to take it all in has here been done with prayer and fasting, touch, and genuine pastoral love, which always covers a multitude of sins. For now we touch and see only in part what one day we shall touch and see face to face, the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But even touching and seeing only in part is enough now to give us just enough joy now to go out, to go on, and to come back for more of the same. All and always for the glory of his name. Thank you, pastors, for leading us in.
and leading us out. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.